How are we going to get people to watch the show? By which I mean listen to the show. You keep saying watch. Me too. I, just I was talking about you. I said you, you keep saying, I saying keep watch. I keep saying watch. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. What a cat over there. Oh. Yeah, there's people in the water. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't help anyway. Would not we? trained lifeguards. Mm. Um. <laughs> not trained. Let's just stay away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'd only make things worse. They're drowning. Oh, well. My goodness. That's what happens. It's quite a dramatic capsize, though. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> how are we going to get people to listen? Yeah. I'm going to think of some ways. Jack, what's your film smash? I'm just enjoying the scenery. I like, <laughs> I like the record in weird places. Uh, yeah, we are them. running out of weird places already. Well, you know, um, the limits are our imagination. <laughs> and what sounds good. And what isn't like, loud. Every, every time we go to record this, we go into a different cafe or pub or venue and walk in, say too loud, and turn around and leave <laughs> and find somewhere else. Or go outside and it's pissing with rain. Or, or get in the car and drive off somewhere and then things go wrong. Yeah. Do you want to no. say anything about that? No. <laughs> no things just went wrong. <laughs> Slippery roads. Right, so. Film smash. smash. All right. Um... I enjoyed what you did before, where you sort of you revealed it to me. Mm. So I sort of. Oh, sorry, bef before we do this. Oh yeah, go on. Can I just point out that this is our last recording that we're going to do before we go live? Oh right. Yes. Yeah. Of course. We've got artwork on the way that's um, been in development for a few weeks. Getting it's, there. It's looking good. <laughs> I'm really happy with it actually. It's going to look cool. Um, we've changed the name of the show about three times. <laughs> You can hear us doing it in different episodes where we just mid episode go, you know what sounds better? Should we make a definitive guide right now of the name of this show? I think we should. Uh, okay, what is the show called? Well, we started off with a. We're going to do a podcast and we're going to do an idea called The Hollywood Cinematic University, HCU, as a continuing series of linking films together, which is what we continue doing because it was the only idea that we did that really worked. Yeah, we tried a few other things and long and short of it, we decided that being creative and coming up with stuff was what we were good at and what sounded interesting yeah. like us you know reviewing things or talking about things in a more straightforward manner it's kind of boring we're very boring people we, yeah <laughs> show's called Film Smash let's smash a couple of films <laughs> let's let's do it alright so <laughs> I've not heard one of yours in quite a while actually let's go so <clears throat> um, I'll let you you can guess what it's shout out when you know what it, you know what it is when you know what the first one is anyway um, a sort of antisocial uh, computer hacker lives on his own hacking um, but he starts to feel that the world is kind of strange and he's chasing this sort of shadowy group led by this, this, this man that he's heard whispers of um, and he goes down this rabbit hole and eventually finds this man who, and this man offers him a choice he can stay in this sort of dream world or he can come to the real world because his whole life has actually been a, a fake simulation I take it you're doing the matrix I'm doing the matrix okay so he <laughs> takes the what colour pill he takes the yellow pill he takes the red pill yep um, I love how that's a different means something different nowadays uh, he takes the red pill and wakes up in the real world he discovers that he's him and all the other humans now live as like batteries to 
alien robots who took over the world and put all the humans in a simulation, but there's a society of humans who are at war with the computers and stuff who live in the real world in little weird communes. Um, but <coughs> it's also strange and new to him. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to take in. You know, it's a lot to, to wrap your head around and to, to change your entire system of belief. And I guess to a point where, like, he doesn't really believe it. Like, it's, it's so out of this world. It's so strange. There are so many things that don't make any sense. The longer time he spends there, the things get weirder and strange, and he starts to realise some things don't work. And then he, he finds there's a shadowy group who live within this sort of real world, and an enigmatic man who leads them. And he meets this man eventually, and this man gives him a choice. <laughs> He can stay in this dreamlike fantasy or he can go to the real world. <laughs> He's smashing the Matrix with the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> um, First time smashing the same film together. Oh. <laughs> Is that allowed? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, Neo went to the, went to the, left the Matrix, went to the real world and then realised that world wasn't real either. And then left that world <laughs> meeting <laughs> Morpheus Mark II. Okay. Um, yeah. What? Go. <laughs> what do you do to that? Because um, when, when thinking about this, I'm thinking about like how the Matrix works and how it did. You know, it got really weird in the in the, the sequels. Right. Um, and one thing I just I found myself wondering was why doesn't Neo tell more people in the fake in the matrix that they're actually being used as batteries and stuff why doesn't he just like tell more people because loads of like real people loads of like actual human beings who are living in a computer simulation they do die and it's also when you die in the simulation you do you do die hmm. so there's, there's a high civilian, civilian casualty rate. so I wonder why he doesn't tell anyone that they're living in the simulation maybe we could explore this in this new in this new work why matrix do... squared or well, what if hmm well, what are the benefits to knowing that you live in a simulation but no one else knows? He can fly, apparently. He can fly. I, this is, I really wish I'd seen this film. <laughs> you haven't seen the matrix, but you know how it works vaguely. Not really. Well, you know that you, you, you get that there's, they live in a fake world. Uh-huh. And the real world was taken over by robots who put all the humans in a simulation and they use them as batteries. And okay. that's the simulation. Okay. So, and then there are a few real people who have escaped the simulation who live in their little societies and wage war against the machines. You know, um, Neo, rearrange the letters. One. One. Um, that's just like a placeholder name. It's like you imagine <laughs> in the script they wrote, like, okay, we, don't know, we haven't got a name for this guy yet because name's hard. The one. He's just going to be, you know, this guy, he's the one guy. Uh, that sounds production. dumb. Two We've got to change this. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's done for two weeks. Um, Neo's kind of a name. Sounds he's like, like Neil. A, a weird hacker. Should have changed it to Neil. Neil. <laughs> you can't get behind Neil. <laughs> um, so yeah, in the storyline of the Matrix, the aliens took over in the year like twenty one hundred, and they put people in the simulation, which is actually like for them it's the nineties. Okay, so they're living in the nineties. And as the film goes on, it turns out like that. That's, there's actually been like a cycle of Neos. Who keep appearing and breaking the system, and they remake it. Oh. Um, it gets weird. It sort of it disappears up its own ass after a little while. So in this version, <laughs> the real world isn't even real, and he goes deeper or shallower. So we start doing Inception. 
I was going to say mix with Inception, but none of that weird dream Right. Or <laughs> just none of that weird Christopher Nolan bull <laughs> um, Getting the bleeps out again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what is this new? What is this new reality that now needs to be explained to him? Oh, so what are the layers of reality? Yeah. So what are the layers of reality here? <laughs> so my thoughts were because they've got this. They've got this whole society now. Like these these people. And you know they 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 act like they're defended from the robots, but like surely they're like they're weaker than the robots and stuff. They're just they're just weird like cave people. Yep. Then you carry on, Joe. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to interrupt. But you've just ruined it, and I'm gonna have to leave this bit in now. <laughs> so they, so the robots realise, and the the engineer or whatever it was, um, realises, you know, that enough people have broken out that they're they're resisting and they're resisting. It's becoming a nuisance. So instead of um, killing them all, he puts them in a simulation where they believe they've made it out. <laughs> oh, that's good. Keep them content. Exactly. So that so that they're, they're content. Um, a guy I used oh, that to that works very neat. I like this. A guy okay. I used to know at school, there was this weird joke that he used to tell. Um, is like, okay, so the theory is, uh, the Allies lost the Second World War, but no one tells us to keep us contained. <laughs> but what? What? So what, does a, we, what does winning a war even mean if you don't know? Or if the other people don't know? I, I brought this, this point up with him. Um, <laughs> I don't think he actually believed it. It was just sort of a bit he found funny. Yeah. got old but it's, it's, uh, that's the logic I'm, I'm implying here so like to keep them content they uh, put them in a simulation where they, they have broken out they are resisting they are mm. being real humans and Neo you know because things have gone kind of weird for him like no one else like, that's the thing um, he's the only one that can fly in, in the Matrix everyone else just like can do weird karate he can actually just like fly okay and has superpowers because he's Jesus because um, <laughs> he's so the one that's that, Neo Neil that has enabled him to, uh, even when he's in the, the next up layer, he's no, starting to notice things are weird. Like, I know, there's, there's a whole bit where he can bend a spoon with his mind because the kid tells him there is no spoon okay. when you think about it because he's in a simulation, so he can bend the spoon. So maybe he starts bending spoons in the real world. <laughs> and his things aren't quite right. And he gets back on his computers, does more hacking, and finds out there's, a, there's another little civilization further away from Zion, their, their main city. Goes out on a little right. This is like between the movies, between the whole plot of the chosen one and breaking yeah. the system. He goes out, finds these people, finds a different kind of Morpheus. Orpheus, we'll call him. <laughs> right. Uh, great musician. Uh, he, <laughs> he, um, he offers him a new choice. Tells him, Neo, you've been living a lie. <laughs> the world isn't real. You think it's the, the year 2100. It's actually the year 3000. <laughs> Not much has changed. <laughs> But we all live underwater in the real world. <laughs> no. Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> so oh. he sends. So he goes back up. So he gives him the pill. He goes back up another level to what he's now been told is the actual real world. The year three thousand. Doesn't have to be the year three thousand. Okay. So what do you think, Joe? I like it. What? Um. um so we just got to keep creating layers. I think we need to keep paying layers. I think we just need to establish what this layer is and what he does this with this new information. And it changes the sort of okay. dynamic a bit because before, you know, his eyes have been opened. And now, they're, yeah, like you said, we could make it all the days because there's, there's now this doubt. It happens once, you know, there, that was the lie. That was, it was so hard to, to believe. Yeah. But now, I've, you know, I've seen evidence for it. You know, it's happened. Now you believe it's happened more than once. It could have happened. 
so many times. Mm. That's where the doubt comes in, I think, that plays in this version. Okay. But maybe but, there are only but three. But what if but this is the actual real one, but he doesn't believe it? He wouldn't, would he? Mm. I wouldn't. Yeah. Who lives there? Who 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 is in this 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 next tier? What if he wakes up from his dream mm-hmm. and his actual layer of reality is he's a man called Keanu Reeves <laughs> on the set of a movie called The Matrix, <laughs> which is all about his own past experience. But why are the robots keeping them in the other layer? Sorry? So, like, there are two other layers where people have been sort of enslaved and trapped there uh-huh. and led to believe that. Who's on this layer where Keanu Reeves is now... How is he a different person in this new layer? I don't get it. I'm thinking, what kind of reality would you not believe? And I think waking up to find yourself in a movie adaptation of your own life <laughs> on set from key moments would be something this is just you'd struggle believing. <laughs> You've seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know the concept. This is just a Charlie Kaufman film. <laughs> God damn it, you found me out. <laughs> I, I was thinking that the people who could be in this other layer are the people who originally like made the robots. The robot builders. The robot builders. Mm-hmm. Or the descendants of the robot builders. <laughs> who put the people in the first simulation, realised people got out of that, put them in a new simulation, <laughs> where they think they're in the real world. So that's how there's three layers. Well, what if... They're in a simulation, which is in a simulation. Well, what if... um, the first simulation was real, but these are... that all the same political problems happened in the simulation, and then the robots decided to put the simulation people (laughs) in a simulation. Is that how it goes up infinitely? If you leave society... If you leave simulations... If you start it in 1990 and and let it go, (laughs) they'll eventually get to the same point in human history. And then... then, Yeah, yeah. So that's like the big reveal at the end, surely. I don't know, like... Imagine that in the Matrix films, that like... um, If you go go back into... They go back into the Matrix and find out someone is like working on, like, Skynet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! But I mean, what if? So you le- you le- you build a simulation. It continues. And builds its own simulations, mm-hmm. which continue. So which means when when you start breaking out of the th- like the, the third tier of simulation, you're millions and millions and millions <laughs> of years in the future, where all that's left is this computer running its code. It's just one computer. It's like desert. an Isaac Asimov story, this is. This is like, this is um, what Elon Musk thinks. Which is why he's This mad. is what Elon Musk thinks? Yeah. Are we talking about Elon Musk now? Yes. Also the Wachowskis, no. Um. You know, which letters are in the name Elon? Oh my god. <laughs> it's Neil. <laughs> it's Neil. <laughs> Neil. It's Neo. <laughs> so that's what that's what Neo wakes up to. <laughs> He's Elon he Musk. is a tech billionaire. No, I, I think it'd be more like it'd be more like in the Matrix where he wakes up because um, he's not like a new person. He doesn't wake up in a new life. Okay, so he's being suppressed. He's, he wakes up. Well, in the Matrix, he wakes up in a pod because human bodies still exist and they're used as batteries while they live in a simulation in his head. Yeah. So he's unplugged. His body wakes up. So in this new one takes the pill, he's unplugged again, because <laughs> he's actually somewhere else. Yes. In a, new, in a new kind of 
scenario. <laughs> Maybe also a pod. I'm not sure. But I think that we need to make a narrative here about like what he does with this because I think there's a lot of elements there. There's the element of uncertainty where you think, well, surely this, this lack of reality goes on forever, and yeah. then surely you'd really want to, like, at this point, kind of want to tell some people, <laughs> especially the people in the second layer, who are so convinced that, that they, have, the they have broken out and that they are fighting a good fight. You have to tell them, no, we've already lost. <laughs> he finds this group of, of aged engineers and computer designers who made the machines that took over the world. Mm-hmm. Who inform him that, inform him of the, the whole double, <laughs> inform him that years ago, um, when the simulation was in its infancy, more people broke out because it was, it was weaker, had less control over them, and it was easier to see the cracks, the glitches in the matrix, if you will. More people broke out with those pills that they still don't understand how they work. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so a new society grew up in the real world, in the in the in the tunnels below. So um, once they put, once they squashed that, they had to put those people. They had to have two levels to the simulation. So even when people got out of the matrix, they were still in the simulation, but thought they were in the real world, fighting mm-hmm. against. Because they they figured psychologically, robots. it would be too much to to deal with two matrices. Exactly. So it stops actual descent coming to the real world. So it's not three layers like a cake. Um, it's two, two layers, like, um... A smaller cake. Like a cake with a split bottom half. So in the, in the matrix simulation, Mm -hmm. there is like a safety mechanism which gets you into a different simulation. Mm -hmm. But it's not tiered. So the people at rock bottom simulation, the people in the 90s, Only, like, 10% of them are real. Mm. And that's why nothing makes sense in the 90s, so that they can all find the way out to get to layer two. Right. Which is what they think is the real world, and they get contented with living in a simulation. Right. Okay. Okay, so they use that whole getting out of the first one to, like, properly cement, like, submission. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I'm now and that's why you. all the people in the second layer are so devout that this is reality. <laughs> it's worked perfectly for them. They're like, oh, these idiots, they okay. think they, they're so content with the reality of this situation. And they've got this whole like elaborate, like, you know, prophecies and fighting the robots and yeah. trying to reclaim this. And it's all manufactured just to like, so they believe, one, they believe they've reached the real world. They, they're like fighting back and they're like doing good stuff. And they're like, they're going to win eventually and they're, they're going to get somewhere, but it's yeah. all in a bubble. <laughs> yes. And then it's the pilot scheme that this one city are trying for renewable energy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so when he leaves, when so Neo leaves Zion. Yeah. He finds um, 80 people in beds. He wakes up in a bed and there's like 79 other people there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he finds well, the rest of the city. They find they're powering Chicago. So he's, in actual, so he's in a pod there and he wakes up. Yeah. And it turns out, this, so it's actually a. So what's going on here? That a whole city has been put into the simulation. Why is that? I got it. Go. They're powering the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> so that. Why are they piloting? Why are they powering the Death Star? So they can blow up the moon. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. So. Yes. 
in in America. Okay, so in the what in the on planet Earth around the year twenty one hundred. Yes. There was a huge nuclear war, and lots of people died. And a totalitarian authoritarian government took over the remnants of America uh, to bring people back to order. The people that were left. Uh -huh. um, but the city of Chicago was a place of special dissent. Um, when they tried to reunify the country, they were a lot more liberal there, they were a lot more free there. And so they were put down, this dissent was put down, and their minds and bodies were used as renewable energy. Yeah. To, <laughs> to power the rest of the, the, the country's, um, the new authoritarian states, power grids and stuff. To yeah. keep the people happy and keep the dissenters in this double simulation world, or they think, <laughs> fighting Skynet. <laughs> and they're actually building a Death Star, and they're planning on expanding this, um, this project um, in order to power the Death Star to blow up the moon. <laughs> why are they trying to blow up the moon? There's no why when it comes to trying to blow up the moon. They <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, they're trying to blow up the moon. I like this actually because I like that's your if like if you're a dissenting person in this new authoritarian world, um, they Dis dissenting. Yeah. What does that mean? If you dissent from if you're like a protester, if you like, okay, don't believe in in their order, you're not a fascist. All right. Um, you get put in one of these beds and or pods and you get plugged in and you wake up in the matrix with this whole new memory spent in your head that you're a person. And that, 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 but what remains in you is that, is that desire to rebel. And, that, and so you find your way out. <laughs> yes. And you, and you become so contented with that that you stay there. But yeah. Keanu Reeves... is <laughs> not the right guy. Keanu Reeves was put in there and got all the way back out again. <laughs> the first person to do so because of some reason... <laughs> And the actual bad guys are whoever runs this new society and wants yeah. to blow up the moon. Yeah. It's still got a long time to get here. <laughs> but let's, let's carry on. So, okay. How did he get out? Just with his oneness powers, he just felt something going wrong? Is there like a, are people reaching out to him uh, from the real world? Matrix fans. Um, no. Matrix fans are reaching out to him. <laughs> Which is new, like post-apocalyptic world where you know mm. the, the the empire have taken over, like America. No, it can't be the empire. That's a galaxy far, far away. Um, Caesar's legion have taken over most of the continental United States. <laughs> um, yeah, how does he get out of the second matrix then? Hmm. So he is special. He is the one. So maybe he just senses something's wrong and finds a way out. Or I like that someone's reaching out to him. Like, maybe he was, maybe he was like the head of one of these resistance groups. That's why he's so, he's the most person. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was the head of this resistance group and put like deep under, like, you know, in this, in, in, way down in the matrix. Oh, I see. And he was like, he, no, and he was, and he was super important to the resistance. So the resistance had managed to break it. They found, because, you know, they didn't actually know about it. Um, like, like they just know that um, people who dissent disappear, but they found out what they were actually doing. They're all asleep they in these beds. They found the plans to the Death Star and found like there's like on this blueprint there's just like a Death Star and then there's a plug that goes down to just like <laughs> people in beds. It's like yeah, how? The 
How are they doing that? So they, they, they found him yeah. in there. It's just, I don't know, on the plans, it's just the number 80 and then it like heads and they're like, <laughs> is this going to cost 80 coins? What? <laughs> no. Oh, they're people. Cool. Let's so get in. They, 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 they make their way to Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, they break in somehow and they find they can't just rip him out of the bed. They need him to like come out where it's like, you know, it would like freak out his brain and his head will explode. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to pull him out. So they start sending him messages. They like get into the computer code and they start like getting messages with this, this guy in there. And then he, fi- and he finds his way out and he wakes up. They got this programmer guy in the resistance as well. Maybe Neo is like a super important, he's like a really good hacker. He's a hacker in the first, mm. in the Matrix. So maybe like the reason he got put away is because he helped them find the plans to the Death Star <laughs> and they need him out again. So they, <laughs> he's actually like Jyn Erso's dad and he's, he knows the floor to the Death Star and he can blow it up. Okay, so I think either he was a resistance leader, he was yeah. a super important resistance hacker person who found the plans to the Death Star and that's why he was put away. Or he used to be in the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he knew the weakness and the resistance heard of this, like one of their own were put under there, um, and that's and so they came, they came to get him. So he's like, he wakes up, he, he like starts, he like his memories start to come back of how he was, you know, part of the authoritarian government. But you know, if things went too far, they were going to blow up the moon. Um, and he knows the weakness to the Death Star. <laughs> okay, okay. So they wake him so up. So we're going full on Star Wars now. Yes. <laughs> It's The Matrix, The Matrix, and Star Wars. The best trilogy ever. <laughs> the Matrix, The Matrix, and Star Wars. <laughs> or it's The Matrix, The Matrix, and Rogue One. Yeah. So they wake him up, and he's and um, all his memories come back to him, memories of his, his family. He doesn't know what happened to his family. Maybe they're down there somewhere. Maybe they're in, in the bowels of The Matrix. Maybe they're holding them hostage. Um, the people in the, on the, on, in the Resistance, they don't like him because they knew he was originally part of the authoritarian state mm. and put all these people here in the first place. But they need his help, because with him, they can blow up the Death Star before it blows up the moon. Because yes. they're going to build the Death Star and replace the moon with, with the, the Death, Death Star. Because they need it. Because if you have two moons, it'll fuck up, you know, the Earth's gravitational pull and yeah. the, the, the tides. So they need to build one, keep it in orbit, blow up the moon, and then fly where the moon was and stay there. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, sure. That's their plan. Makes sense. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're gonna surely it would make sense to keep the original the moon, moon, then they can fly the Death Star off somewhere else. Or are they just going no, to be done it. with Earth and just let that destroy itself? Maybe they want to keep it over the... Maybe. So they're gonna, <coughs> so it's the size of the moon. It's enough people there, like, so what they're going to do, power it up with all these human bodies, plunder the Earth, get all the human bodies from down there, make this utopian society up there, um, where they where you know the, the the ruling class are, are free and happy, and they just blow up the earth, <laughs> or they just like like mine yeah. everything from it and blow it up. Okay, we're adding Elysium into the mix. Have you seen Elysium? No, I haven't either. But I know the premise. <laughs> so it's like a Matt, it's like Matt Damon movie. It's the guy District Nine, where all the elites live on like a space station above the earth. Okay. Um, well, you can only get there if you're one of the super rich, and everyone here is stuck on earth. It's a hellhole. How many movies can we add into this? <laughs> That's the only problem. Basically, maybe that's, that's what they're going to do with the Death Star. They're going to blow up the moon, place the moon, and blow up the Earth. Mm. And Keanu Reeves needs to stop that happening. Well, the Resistance need Keanu Reeves to stop that happening because he knows the flaws of the Death Star. So, but he's also conflicted because he's made so many links and friends back in the Matrix world. He, need, he wants to tell them. He needs to free them. But they tell him he can't because if they unplug everyone, then they'll know. 
Neo. Left the Matrix, went to the real world in, in quotes, in found, and then things got weird. He was then pulled out of the real world by the Resistance, and I was told mm -hmm. there's this whole new situation going on in which, in a post-apocalyptic world, a, fascist, a fascistic government have taken over America um, and are using um, political, People of Chicago. political distance, located in the city of Chicago. <laughs> that was a whole thing. Um, uh, and, they're putting, and they're making them into like power banks, like in mm -hmm. the plot of The Matrix. Um, and so the, the reason they're doing that, and the reason there's that dual layer, is to make is, so everyone in that is so satisfied believing they're rebelling. Yeah. Um, but their their <laughs> full circle plan is to eventually build the Death Star, blow up the moon, replace the moon, then blow up the Earth. Yes. And Keanu Reeves used to work for them. When he found out this terrible plan, he was going to expose it. He was going to try and he was going to like desert. So they stuck him in the Matrix. <laughs> but the Resistance pulled him out again. And they can't just turn them off because it's like it's not just Chicago. There's like other places around. If they turn off Chicago, um, it, one, it won't stop them, and two, they'll know. They need to like keep it on the down low. But he kind of wants to let everyone out because he knows all these people. They're his friends. In the bed mm. next to him is Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> and he's like, "No, I need my friend Morpheus, aka Lawrence Fishburne. I need to pull him out too." He's like, "No, you can't. They'll they'll know if we keep, if we keep pulling people out. It was risky enough as it is. Now we need you. And we don't like you either because you used to be in the, the fascist government." Yeah. And stuff. Used to be a Nazi. Yeah. You used to be a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so where does it go from here? I think I think we've got it. I don't. Where, where does it need to go? Well, no, do they succeed? Do they win? I hope so. I think they have to. Must they blow up the moon? Yeah, they got to stop the moon being blown up. So they. He has the, the thing for that, but he's a hacker, so it's a a, technical, thing. Thing. It's a, it's a um, programming code with the Death Star this time. Yeah. He's because the people who designed Death Star, they've watched Star Wars. They know they can't just have an exhaust port. Exactly. No one would do that in the real world these days. Exactly. So he's, he's Benicio Del Toro from, <laughs> from The Last Jedi. Right. <laughs> yes. He's the super hacker. Okay, okay. Same character. Okay. No. Super hacker with a lisp. Um, <laughs> or whatever it was he had. Um, and they work together. But, make, but you know... Apart from blowing up the Earth and using the human batteries, you know, they're making like a... And with the hu you know, maybe it's not the worst idea to leave Earth. Earth is sort of a hellhole now after the nuclear war. Yeah. Maybe they should They're making quite a good eco ecosystem. Mm. So maybe Neo changes his mind and... Rejoins the fascist government. He doesn't rejoin the fascist government, but he's like, no, we can't just blow up the Death Star now. We need to wait. We need to get onto the Death Star and then commandeer stop, it commandeer it before they blow up the earth and <laughs> save all the people from the horrible earth and keep on it but how are they going to power it that's the other dilemma because for some reason a really efficient way to power things is people yeah <laughs> that's where they shovel the fascists that's what I was thinking and they become the fascists then they fly <laughs> up into space <laughs> the end the end I think well, it needs to be more of a dramatic um, twist at the end I think Maybe he has to sacrifice himself and his friends. He has to leave his friends in the, in the Matrix where they're really happy, contenting and rebelling. He wants to free them, but they're so happy in there. Maybe, they've, maybe the, um, the Resistance lied to him. Um, maybe he can't actually bring anyone out. The only reason they could bring him out is because I know he's put in there recently or some other special reason. Mm -hmm. um, and they're only like 50% sure that he would live, he would survive being taken out. <laughs> so if you rip them all out, they might all just die. Mm. So if he can't just, and they used to choose, you know, I can't just 
do I leave them there where they're kind of happy and think they're free? Or do, do I, I join out? them again? Do I go back in? Or do I stay in this new world on, on the Death Star? <laughs> I quite like the idea that he keeps going backwards and forwards between the, the second layer matrix and reality, just kind of updating them. <laughs> he can't take them out, but he, he keeps giving them the news. Maybe. You know, you, yeah, does he go, you, you should, so eventually you want to go back and tell them. But maybe he can't go back. I don't know. He can't go back. There's, never, there's not actually a way to go all the way back down again. Mm. I don't know. I like the idea that he just chucks all the fascists in there. And yeah, maybe that's the happy ending. Like, they take everyone out and they, the, the, the fascist punishment is being shoved back in there. And the fascists get to be happy, in a way. Yeah. But it's not true. They would never leave the first Matrix. They'd they live they, in the 90s. They, they just live in the 90s. It's great. <laughs> they live in, like, fascist 90s. Because that would be their version. Because in, in, they, they stick all the political dissidents in there. So yeah. where they get to rebel forever. They just shove them <laughs> in some sort of weird world where they get to be the Nazis forever. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't... Cause, and they're not hurting anyone for real. They're just... And all the real people get to live on the nice Death Star. But in a way, you know, maybe they're the bad people now because now they're, like, sucking out their life as batteries. Yeah. It's neat. It's quite neat. Okay. Took a while to get there. Neato. I'll take that. Neo. (laughs) Neo. Neil. Neil. Film smash. Film smash. How long did that take? That was 54 minutes. I think we can cut a lot at the beginning of that. I want you to edit this one. Fuck you. Okay. I will. Um, yeah, we can. You, no, sorry, just because you know The Matrix better than I do, more than anything. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, because I think it's <laughs> a long while. Yeah, I think we, we could probably quite... Yeah. There'll be a good place I can find where I can neatly cut out a lot of the <laughs> confusion before we get to the main idea. Yeah. I kept trying to start the narrative, but then I kept like, pulling it back. And going, no, no, wait, how, does the, how do the layers work? <laughs> yeah. Is it two layers or three? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out. 